Clever. It's not a clever title. Look, the baby doesn't like it. Mama doesn't like it. This is a waste it's a of waste of time. It's a waste of time. This is just an excuse for a mandate for the three of you. Why don't you just call each other on what the phone? Waste of time. What do you guys even talk about? Stop wasting your time. This is the Waste of Time podcast. I went early. I'm sorry. Guys. You would. You, you motherfucker with your three, two, and then <laughs> Actually, silence. You don't. You don't. I distinctly I remember stories when you were younger. He does a two count and a five count. Fucks everybody up. <laughs> two count. <laughs> well, look at this. It doesn't matter because we've already had this glorious intro that's going to happen. It's just going to be there. It's yeah, going to be this right. intro. I yeah, forget that it's be there because intro. we haven't done it yet. We had well, a, yeah, we had you just don't hear it. The, Right, you don't hear we had to get the whips. This is this is we had to get uh, the whips out. And do your recording, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The old slave drivers. <laughs> yeah. This is episode two, yeah. though, right? This so is episode not to two, sound the not to sound podcast. stupid to anybody listening. You know, I don't even know which fucking episode this is because before, like at the re- <laughs> the time of this recording, we haven't posted anything yet. Nope. Right? There's no episodes on the air, and here we are. Correct. You know, however many episodes deep, and we <laughs> got nothing them. out there. It's just a bunch of you know, emptiness in the in the space. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Our mandate. So she said. Yeah, I did a she said joke. Or that's what Kelly she said was joke. wordy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that was free flowing. That was free flowing. <laughs> it was free flowing. It worked it out pretty, really well. I it think. was pretty lame, is what it was. Well, but we're here yeah. now, so fuck it. I'm gonna try to not talk as much either, guys. Which I know is difficult. <laughs> I'm gonna get that out of the way right now. I'm gonna What's let this, this be what? the the Dewey and Vaughn podcast, and Blevins is in the back just breathing, and that's what we're gonna do here. What does this have what, to what interrupt glass you? Glass number is that? Hmm. Oh yeah, y'all. What glass number is that? You guys are literally talking over each other. <laughs> God damn, that went down the wrong pipe. You're drinking at the same you got time. Whiskey or bourbon? What are you what, drinking? What am I drinking? Asking. Bourbon. I'm drinking. What, what uh, number are you on? Glass number one, glass number I'm two. I'm on second sip. Okay. This glass one. Dude, glass which by one. the way, by the way, the first episode that we recorded, which has not dropped yet, yeah. I had drank four glasses. Holy I was, balls, dude. I was sloshed. I was fucked up. Like, I woke up the next day. I thought I was going to throw up. I was like dude. having like that vomit type thing. I was in shit shape after that. I got wow. fucked up. That was not fun. I don't drink a lot. I love bourbon, but I, it's, you know, if you enjoy bourbon, you don't pound it. It's not like drinking beer, and it hits you a lot harder than beer. And I had four big glasses because I was stressed, you know, because of the old incident that happened. So Tessa was like, you want some bourbon? Pour yeah. it in there, and I got fucked up. It's, it's funny that you, we should bring this up because this is actually a topic that I had had in reserve for literally months that Just I was going to bring mm, up with you guys. Let it fly. What is it? drinking strategy so like hmm. I, I in in my formative years let's call it to to use a, a very complex <laughs> phrase in my formative years <clears throat> not much of a drinker uh, never really been into it but um now you're an alcoholic no i'm not an alcoholic i could easily be we all no, could. i don't think i could i don't think i have a, an addictive personality enough to do that but i think i could fall into it but um yeah so i'm curious what do your you? drinking strategy is Hang on a second, Dude, Josh. You you're a addictive. Probably, yeah. like in you general, like do you get pretty addictive to most of the things that you do recreationally. Um, 
Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not surprised. I actually feel like it's it's more rare for somebody to not be addictive than it is to be addictive. It's kind of a human condition, right? I don't know. I don't know but if we're I, talking I about just, the same kind of addictions. Well, okay, for example, like marijuana. You know, in high school growing up, I smoked a lot of weed, but it was always a choice thing. I had other friends yeah. that they've just kept doing it because they can't stop. But I, I never, like when I decided I didn't want to smoke anymore, it was that minute. I was like, you know, I don't really want to do this now. And I have not done it since. It I was a cold great example. Alcohol. I don't think marijuana is a great example. Cigarettes, cigars. How how many examples do you want me to give you? (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, like, I think there's a difference. Like, if I were to come up with an example for Dewey, I would say, like, bowling. Like, you went balls deep in bowling at one point. Ain't nobody getting addicted to bowling. What are we talking (laughs) about? I know, (laughs) I know. But, okay, so Dewey, give us an example of what you think is an addiction of yours. Um, Well, it'd probably be alcohol, honestly. It's, um,. There's certain times where I build something up in my mind, like getting to go out and like go drink, hmm. and I will like go too hard, too ham, go to excess and get too fucked up. Huh. But like in my day to day life, you know, I'll have a few glasses of bourbon here or there, and I'm totally manageable. Like it's not a big deal. I enjoy bourbon, I don't have to have it every day, but I do think it's a problem that I have sometimes that. I'll build up an event or like getting to go drink and I'll fucking, I'll just ruin it. Go I'll, I'll go too hard. Um, so, you know, that's but an is issue. That, is that really addictive in, in my life? That doesn't sound addictive. I think like if it's once in a while, whenever you go out, that's like, you just don't know how to party efficiently. You know what I mean? Like you just are doing it. You're going overboard rather yeah. than, you know, you're like the dog that hasn't been walked in a week. And instead of walking, you just fucking yeah. fly down the street. But yeah, well, I think it's like the classic example of like binge drink. I think that's like the definition of like the binge alcoholic. Like you don't yeah. have to do it all the time. Right, but wouldn't okay. you just like wouldn't an addict you, an addict you go to ex? An addiction is like when you can't like you could put beer in front of somebody who's an alcoholic and they are like licking their lips and fighting everything in their being to not pick that glass up and drink it. It sounds like if I put, that'd be me probably. Is it like, okay? If you put bourbon. In, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> then that, yeah, then that's I an can, addict. But I have. But. But I have like pretty good willpower though, so like I can choose and you're not cheap. to do something if I'm if, if I'm if I try to, you know what I mean. If I put my mind to something, I'm gonna do it. But yeah, like I mean, on a normal week, like after after a day of work, if you put a glass of bourbon in front of me, I'm gonna be my my mouth will probably salivate. I'll probably yeah, but that's after a week though. Like an alcoholic, you they can't go very long without alcohol. Like, if they don't have it, you know what I mean? Like, they're just they're thinking yeah, about it all the time. Is bourbon always on your yeah. mind? No, no. But it was with weed. So when, when I was smoking weed back when I was younger, um, much younger, much younger. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like, like, like a I, week and a half ago? Yeah. <sighs> there was a time where I was, I, like, didn't want to... I was waking up every single day and smoking and I didn't not want to smoke. And I like realized that was a problem with myself. And I was just like, this is an issue. I don't, I'm not like going an an entire day without it. So I made it a new year's resolution and I stopped cold Turkey for a whole year just to see if I could do it. And I did it. So then I don't think you're an addict. I don't think you're an addict. I think that, because here's the thing is like, I I have, I I do get involved in things though. Like I do like immerse myself in things. Right. And that, that's great. But I would say if you can stop it cold Turkey, you're not addicted to it. You have an interest in it, right? Which is why you were doing it and you were enjoying it because it was fun. But once it stopped being fun, 
it wasn't like you were like, I don't want to do this anymore, but there was something inside you that prevented you from stopping. That's an addict. Someone who mm-hmm. can't stop mm-hmm. what they want to do, what they want to stop doing. Does that make sense? That's why they go seek help because it's like they can't figure out yeah, how to not see. Do here's it. my here's my point. Here's my topic on this on this whole thing is that I don't I don't like people just saying, "Well, I'm an addict. That's how I am." You know what I mean? I don't right, like I that, that sort of mentality where you just say, "This is I'm a, a disease." I'm a victim of my disease. It's I'm a victim of my disease. Fuck that shit. You know, yeah. don't blame it on something else. You can overcome it. You have the power in yourself don't tell yourself that's what i don't like about you know aa i don't like that you're the victim mentality and you're you're powerless i don't i don't think that that's a good thing to admit i think that that organization has a lot of strengths and it does a lot of good don't get me wrong but i just like at the core principle of saying like just blaming something you know what i mean i just don't like blaming something it's like I, I can agree with that, but I don't know. With addiction, I, I'm kind of like on the fence. And this is weird probably coming from me given that the last episode we talked about me saying people need to man up, quit being a bitch, and just stop playing a victim. But in addiction, <laughs> there's a reason why like when you stop doing hard drugs, your body goes through withdrawals. You know what I mean? Like that's not you fighting off your, your temptation. That's your body literally saying, I need this, and you're not giving it to it anymore. So it starts to go through a medical, you know, problem that can hurt people which in my opinion that's an addiction like if it can affect you in a way that is physical that you no matter where your mind is you can't control that that's where the addiction is like if you're smoking Mm -hmm. weed and you're like you know what this is just you know it's affecting my job or i can't i'm just not enjoying it anymore and you want to stop that's one thing but if like a week later you're in the fetal position you know and you can't hardly breathe and you're sweating that's the addiction part right there if you don't get that then i guess that I wouldn't necessarily call that an addiction. So, like you, when, well, I'm not disagreeing with yeah, you. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally, I, I, I totally agree with that. I just don't agree with like where did we, where did I go off on that tangent? Well, you, you like, were saying people playing a victim and, and saying something like you know, like I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an addict, so it's not my fault. It's you know, like blaming the yeah. alcohol as opposed to blaming mm-hmm. themselves. I think that people like I agree with you that they should take responsibility for what they did. If you're if you're addicted mm-hmm. to a drug. Or whatever you need to be able to recognize that you did this to yourself and put yourself here but mm-hmm. if you do have an addiction and you are trying to stop i'm not going to be that I, I can't say like how come you didn't just quit you know because i know that there's certain things that a person's going to take or do that even if they do just quit they're going to go through fucking hell physically because of what it, their body has to like recuperate from because of the the instant change in whatever that they're doing that's why I've heard of like some programs that they don't make people stop cold turkey. They'll actually wean them off of it. Like they will they will control the dosage of whatever it is and allow them to have X amount so that it, it slowly flows their body out of whatever yeah. they're in as opposed to being the full hardcore stop. Yeah, if you're really fucked up and you go to like an actual medical institution for quitting, that that's pretty standard practice yeah. to, to eat, wean, you, wean you off. Um, but Reese, what were you saying about we before we got down this rabbit hole? You were saying something about uh, alcohol. What were, what, did, what was your phrase? A drinking strategy. Strategy, yes. So uh, I I was just curious what your strategy was on drinking. Uh, on a lighter note, 
my question was more around so like I'll I'll give you an example of of uh, an 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 answer to the question. So my drinking strategy uh, has been since since I would tolerate drinking to get a buzz. It's not because I enjoy the taste. It's to catch the buzz. So I catch the buzz as quickly as I can, and I do that with liquor because it's the quickest way to do it. So I catch the buzz, and then if I can tolerate the alcohol, I'll write it out, or if I have the time, I'll write it out um, like, and, and maintain it. Otherwise, I'll just let it taper off and, and disappear. So my drinking strategy is to catch the buzz, and so I only do it you know, every once in a while, like maybe <coughs> once every week, every other week when we go out to dinner or something. So, like, that's my drinking strategy. That would be half it. a glass of wine for me. <laughs> that's an expensive way to get drunk, though, or get a buzz. Half a glass? Unless it's, like, box wine. I'm not talking half a bottle. Half, expensive? That's, like, eight bucks. <laughs> what are you talking I about? Guess, I guess. All right. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. And, and that's a full wine. glass. No, uh, Reese, I totally resonate with that. That's how I used to handle... Before I really started enjoying the taste of bourbon, and, and you know, I do enjoy the taste of a beer, but in the back of my mind, it is like, you know, I would rather, I would, I, I enjoy a cold beer better on an empty stomach than I do right after a meal. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I'm not going to, I'm not going to get the benefits of the beer of like the buzz after a meal because my stomach's full, but right before a meal, yeah. one cold Corona and it's like a head, you know what I mean? hits your yeah. head and you're like, okay, yeah. first of all, this Corona tastes great. And second of all, I got a little heady <laughs> off of it. Like that's, that's, that's a bonus. So like I've definitely tailored my drinking strategy through the years, like around my stomach. So that's, that's you catching the my, buzz then. That's how that's you catch it. That's been my strategy. Exactly. Before before a meal or something. Hmm. And so now though, you, you really enjoy bourbon, so you just like sipping it? Uh you try to yeah. pull flavors out yeah. of it for sure. Yeah. When you drink bourbon, yeah. you don't just pound it. And then, like when we pour a glass, mm-hmm. I don't know how Josh does it now, but I've always just poured very, very small glasses. I'm not trying to drink a shit ton of bourbon. Plus shit ain't cheap. So the more yeah, you buy, mm-hmm. you want it to last, and it will last for a long time. So you just do a little tiny bit, you know, and then you can taste it. I haven't, I haven't tip, uh, tapped into this bottle in probably three to four months, at least three months. Um, this is my. You still got half the juice in there. Yeah. yeah, my bullet, my bullet tenure. I haven't had this in probably three to four months, and it's delicious. It's it's amazing to have a big stockpile because <clears throat> you can come back to something and be like. Oh my god! Like I haven't the flavors like yeah. like this one's so light and like a little peppery on the back end, but it's got like orchard fruits and like apricot and apple and oh man, it's just and the buzz isn't is uh, is an added bonus. Yeah, I think you know it's it's kind of an innate desire. I think I've I've heard stories like legitimate stories of animals eating fermented fruit, like mm. and they just keep going back to eat it probably because they're, they're getting a buzz. buzz. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's like it seems to be human, mm-hmm. you know. It's or animalistic. Well, it's animalistic. Yeah. Exactly. What's the theory of the um? What's that book called? The Tainted Ape? Or no, not the Tainted Ape. The um. What are you talking about now? Um, there's a there's a theory that um part of why um early humanoids minds developed in certain ways was because they started eating magic mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, uh, and tripping and like 
Oh really? Yeah. It's oh. like Joe Joe Rogan's super into it. So I heard I heard a few Joe Rogan. Yeah, he's podcasts. into hallucinogens, so that that makes <laughs> yeah, sense. He is. That tracks. He is. <laughs> Interesting. So um what is that called? I'm gonna Google it right now, but um it's something the the something ape. And it's like a theory out there that, you know, certain populations of apes like became like started eating mushrooms and uh did they ever notice yeah, any that, kind like, of that changed their development? Oh, the stoned ape. The stoned ape, yeah. Did they notice okay. any kind of further development within those apes that were doing that as opposed to an ape that or a group of apes I don't that know, weren't? I don't know how much I don't know how much testing they've done. It's just a theory to my knowledge. It's just like a hypothesis that um that this happened. So they have I feel like we're on I feel like we're on the Joe Rogan podcast because I just saw like like check that check that Reese. <laughs> I did, I did. I, I uh pull I that up, it right pull up. Pull that here. up, so, Jamie. So hold up. No, I just I just listened to a podcast, well a couple of podcasts that related to evolution and things of that nature. So um I'm curious what, if you can remember much about the hypothesis as to uh how it was described that our brains well, developed in response to an ape having mushrooms so i think it's the same principle of like how cooked meat they theorize that like cooking meat like allowed for bigger brains and stuff like that because of the nutrition so it's just like a theory it's just like because these things happened we can kind of take a guess like that one's more con a little bit more concrete because um but you know it's not super testable but you know they can say like well we've documented certain apes that do eat magic mushrooms and like we can see it in some sort of i don't know fossil record i really haven't looked into it too much i just know i just know the boilerplate information honestly but okay i do know that that is another theory out there that they think humans brains are so large and we're able to vastly expand so much because of cooked meats um because you can get so much more nutrition out of just cooking a piece of meat can you though? versus raw. I always That's heard that true, when you cook yeah. something, you kind of cook off nutrients. Like if that you boil foods well. and stuff, you can you can lose nutrients if you... You know what I mean? Like when you cook things, you are... Well, boiling it, you're pulling it out, yeah. But like, just like, we're talking about like a raw, pretty raw sear, but you're like... um well, first of all, you're like killing harmful bacteria, so you could be helping your body because you're searing the outside that of makes the meat. Sense. So that like, but you can't like, really um, add nutrients. Like you know what I mean? Like if you cut a piece of meat off there's an animal, something about there's there is something like the proteins are either more easily um, processed by your body when you cook it a little bit um, by our bodies. Okay, so there's there's something there's something in it that is provable that when you cook something a little bit at least our um, bodies you're, you're take it in better. you're able yeah, yeah that was a poor that was a poor phrasing it doesn't add you can't just add nutrients it just, yeah, yeah you can't you're just able add to something them. exactly you can't yeah. just add something out of nowhere yeah, yeah. I, I i want to bring up like an interesting tidbit that i i was talking to Alyssa the other day and she was talking about how they had to remove a man's stomach and i was like what what do you, so what'd you put back in there and she said nothing. Just a straight just pipe. Said, He's been yeah, straight it's a pipe. Straight, the straight pipe from your uh, uh, esophagus or whatever, the tube that is before your stomach, straight into your poop chute. 
Jesus. Or yeah. the beginning of your poop shoot. And I was like, okay, so you don't need a stomach? And she's like, no, not really. Because I guess a lot of the absorption of nutrients and things is just in your in your gut, in your bowel. I think the stomach is just mm-hmm. to break it down and turn it into whatever it becomes to, to leave your body, right? Kind of. I'm Otherwise, not sure about that. Like, he's just she, basically, he's eating his roast beef sandwich, and then he takes what he can out of it, and then it comes out looking like a roast beef sandwich <laughs> when he's all done. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there's got to be some some kinds of, like, well, stomach has acid, right? And so that, that helps to break it down a little yeah. bit. And I think it, it helps uh, to break those things down so that you get more absorption while he it's just, going through the... He just can't eat shit like Dutch Crunch bread, because that's going to fuck him up on the way out. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Well, like, yeah. Things that are hard to digest, too. Yeah, that would be tough. I'm just saying because it's going to come out looking like Dutch Crunch bread. But have you ever eaten Dutch Crunch bread? That I shit have, fucks man. the roof of your, mouth, of your mouth. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Imagine what it would do to your asshole coming through there. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's enough liquid in there as long as you're consuming enough water. Yeah, I'd be burned. it would soften that shit up a little bit. I don't know about that. Dutch Crunch? That's it will soften up. I don't know what bakery you're going to, but the one we have, it's like they put 60-grit sandpaper across the top of that shit. <laughs> I remember uh, Dutch Crunch from Mr. Pickle, man. It would get yeah. some pretty abrasive stuff. Yeah, I don't, there. I don't have a roof in my mouth anymore. I got a deviated <laughs> septum from it, and when I go breathe through my mouth, my nose whistles. <laughs> the Dutch Crunch around here is gnarly. Like you may as well just be gnawing on a piece of bark. That'll that'll it's reverse rough. a fixed cleft palate. That's right. Yeah, it'll cleft it and then re- uncleft it. It'll do both at the same time. That's fucked That's up. Funny. Knock a, knock a grown man out <laughs> yeah. with that Dutch crunch. That's right. Get get away from me. Yeah, sorry about right. that interruption a second ago. The cat like reached out to me and his his freaking claw like hooked me right in the chest. Just, <laughs> just hooked me, like, man. Dude, Holding I'm your telling cell you, phone up to your chest like what looking little at it. Asshole, man. Blast him in his face. <laughs> oh, I I like literally picked him up and just I mean, cats land on their feet, so it didn't really... He looked at me just like, you think this bothers me, asshole? Dude, the other day, so I got the <laughs> guitar cats. and the amp sitting in the living room because uh, Liam likes to practice every day, and I got tired of hustling that shit across the house, and I was like, you know what, yeah. it's going to be fine. Well, uh, I came down the hall, and the cat was standing on it, and it's right there at the corner of the hall. Now, he's not hurting it, he's just on it, but I don't want the cat to think that that's okay. And so I went to like reach down to get him off of it, and he freaked out. Took off running, went down the steps into the kitchen, and then hit that wood floor, dude. And he fucking couldn't hit the brakes. And both cats, because a rug burn is like a schizophrenic. And so anytime anything happens, she just bolts. She doesn't know where she's going or why she's doing it. She's just like, I got to get out. And so she splits. Well, Sherlock's running from me. So he's running. Rugburn sees him running and thinks, we're running. You know, and so she takes off. <laughs> so they both go into the kitchen at the same time. And when they hit that hardwood floor, Sherlock's like, I got to stop. And Rugburn's like, I got to stop. And neither one of them stopped. And they plowed into each other, into the chairs, just blew the chairs all over. There's all, you know, oh that sound God. the chairs make on a hardwood floor. That's great. Dude, huh? it was all over. And then and I didn't do nothing. I was just standing there. And then Tessa looks at me and goes, what are you doing to the cats? And just like freaks out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing it. They're retarded. That's not my fault. They're stupid idiots. Well, well why were they running? I go, because he's stupid. That's why he's running. Because they're stupid. Well, why is Rugburn running? Because she's Rugburn. That's why. Yeah, it was a good time. I've seen so many videos online of like a cat, like getting ready to like jump or something, and they jump and they miss, and it's like, holy shit, I missed. Like, just shit's flying everywhere. Let's run. Hey, guys, we're running. Dude, it was zero to a hundred in like oh five seconds. I was walking Cats. down the hall in a peaceful, quiet house, and I saw him on the amp, and I, I didn't even say anything. I just went to reach down, and he just like 
ripped out of there. And it was just chaos. Like, chairs flying everywhere. You hear the cat claws where they're cat. trying to stop. Dude, it was mayhem. And I'm just standing Sit there like, down. what the hell just happened? And, and then, of course, you know, I look up and Tess is looking at me like, what's your problem? And she's like, what did you do to the <laughs> like, cats? I didn't like do you did something wrong. I didn't do shit to them. I'm about to, but I didn't before that. Unpredictable. It was Little stupid. Bastards. I just, I don't like cats anymore, man. I want them out of this house so bad. Like, there's like at least three days a week where I'm sitting there contemplating how I can get rid of them. <laughs> what ways can well, I do it where she wouldn't notice? And I could be like, well, uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I guess they moved out. <laughs> can help you with that. Those things live a long time, too, don't they? Uh, too long. 17, 15, 17 years. That's way too long. That is way too like, long. As the years Honey, go why on. Are there, why are there claw marks and scratch marks in the freezer? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ice looks like somebody's been chipping away at it. Maybe. Oh, that's fucking funny. <laughs> you know, I really like animals, but I cats... Those motherfuckers. I get tempted to do things that I know are just wrong and I shouldn't. And I haven't ever done anything, but I just, I don't like them so much. Dude, they, uh, Sherlock tries to get into our bedroom. And so at a certain time every morning, he can't just wait patiently for his food, which maybe that's what bothers me the most is that he thinks he runs a show enough to where he's going to just start waking us up so he can get his shit. And it's like, you eat when I'm ready. Okay, not the other way around. <laughs> I'm the alpha. I'm running this house. Yeah. But in our bedroom, he'll stick his paw under the door. And start like scratching oh, yeah. like he's trying to get it. Well, he's been scratching the paint off of the door. And there was a day oh, yes. I was standing in front of the door when it happened. And that little paw is sitting there going back and forth. And I wanted Total to just him. kick that paw as hard as I could <laughs> so bad. And then I thought, Ooh. you know, you can't do that. That's animal cruelty. I'd probably just crush his little paw and it hurt him. I can't yeah. do that to him. But at the same time, there was that side of me that was like, what if I just blasted this thing's paw? <laughs> he has no idea what's on the other side of that door. And I could just... Give him the surprise of a lifetime. And I wanted to, but I didn't. Because I know. Fly swatter. See, you just need to strike a balance, man. Like, I have sacrificed a full room of my house. So have I. I'm sitting in it right now. You are too. And, well, they never leave. They never leave. So, like, I have a balance. Like, they don't, they don't get to come out in the rest of the house. Like, I've built them. I've built them this beautiful catio um, with outdoor access at all times. They can climb, they can jump, they can do everything they want outside and come back in. He can't run. I can't do that, though, because our window that they have goes to the front. It's like the walkway to the front door. If it was on the other side, that'd be great. Do I sound too echoey to you guys? I'm hoping that my audio is not going to be corrupted because it's kind of echoey in here because it's like a... That's not corrupted, but it is a little... It'll be fine. You're just in the... It's a little echoey. Yeah, it's the room. Yeah. Or check check your gain, too. Can you adjust gain on yours? You don't have a Yeti like we do. You need to get a good mic, man. Ah, with the name dropping again. I'm dropping it, yeah. Don't get one of those cheapo Amazon ones for 65 bucks. Get yourself something nice. It does make a difference. (laughs) I definitely noticed I made a change after looking at Blevins' settings. And I I had an echo on our last recording. You'll notice when we drop it, the audio of mine sounds terrible. And I actually, I had it on the setting where it was capturing audio 360 degrees around. Yeah. And Mm. I had my gain turned up to like... I don't know, one or two o'clock. So it was it was picking up way too much shit. Mm. Yeah, but when you when you bring it in, like you can get close and it gives you that like yeah. welcome to the NBR, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get yourself a good mic, man. It's like the same I will. It's the eventually. same it's the same kind of thing as like buying a cheap boom box and a nice boom box. You just don't <laughs> want to get a cheap piece of shit. 
You want to get a nice one? No one listening is actually, gonna know what I I'm actually, talking about right now. I actually have updates to that story. So the one that we were talking about that I had sent you guys, yeah, yeah. it never it never showed up. What? So I got a big surprise, and I, big surprise, and I bought a new one. Big surprise. Like I never would have saw that coming. You know who would have sent it? JBL. They would have sent it. So I got a different one, and I didn't. I haven't brought it up to you guys until now. I was waiting until the podcast. What'd you get? Oh, okay, yeah. What'd you get? I got a. I got a Sony. Yeah, and how much? What? That I've never heard of that brand. You should probably take that back. I know. How much did yeah. it run? So you? I, uh, one thirty. Oh, that's not bad. cheapo one. The one I, I sent you was like a hundred and thirty. Jesus Christ! I'm gonna go blow my brains out. <laughs> I'm gonna go blow my brains out. It was okay. So I needed. So I wanted. I was thinking about the JBL. I very uh, precisely compared them because they're both the size that I wanted. I can charge. You can charge with both of them. You can charge another device. But the JBL is not dustproof rated, whereas this one is impact and dust. Oh, mine is. Mine's waterproof. You can throw it in a lake and actually let it float next to you and listen to it. Oh, trust me. I know a lot about speakers. So, yes, (laughs) yours is IP... IP... Oh shit! We got IPX. Yours IPX. is IPX Whoa. six. So you can submerge the JBL up to a meter Whoa. for thir- at least thirty minutes. Whoa. So you can sub- fully submerge that motherfucker. Yeah. The one you need to, if you want a dustproof rating, the X is a placeholder for dust. So the dust is um, on the rating, the IP rating. Yeah, yeah. So if you find something that's IPX. Seven, that's you can submerge it up to a meter. But if you get IP67, which is what I got, yeah, um, <laughs> right, it's it's dust proof as well. So the next so time wanted, you're thumping your radio in a oh. construction site, <laughs> you know that no <laughs> dust is gonna get in there, yeah, okay. and it's impact rated, and it's impact rated. So, hey, that's good. I mean, that's why I bought mine. I spent a pretty penny on mine, but... Uh, which, you, what, which one did you get? I get, you get? I get this Fugu thing. Oh, I can't even hold Fugu. it up. It's got, it's got a I've short seen, tether to it, it. But it was expensive when it came out, because I think I bought it around the time that it came out, but it, it okay. came in this like bulletproof case. So you should run it over with a truck. I watched them do it, and then you can submerge it and all this other stuff. I bought it because I had a shitty stereo in my Subaru when we were driving across the country. And okay. so this was like my... Bluetooth speaker that I plug my phone in to listen to music and stuff. Yeah. It was effective. Yeah, Sonos. Sonos just came out with a new portable speaker. Um, it's not actually. It hasn't dropped yet, but that they're a really good audio brand, and uh, yeah, they make a different one. I I know way too much about fucking speakers now, man. You went I know way, I'm like deep. I'm like I research. got I got like ads that pop up on my shit. I'm just like oh. What's Sonos coming out with next month? Oh, let's see the new let's see the new uh, drop. Oh shit! What was so, that? Yeah, uh, what was that shit eating grin you had on your I'm face? Just thinking about, <laughs> I'm just thinking about the day and a half of arguing we did over it. <laughs> the all the all the points. I'm just running through all the the points that he gave me of like how ridiculous I was to think that way, and then he ends up with this hundred thirty dollars Sony. I, I wouldn't I buy no name ridiculous. brand. That shit's just ridiculous. Who's gonna it spend that the... kind of money on a name brand? You get ripped off. <laughs> get the fuck out the of here. Of the then he goes to my Sony. If that ain't a name brand, I've never heard one before. Jesus Christ! It's only one of the biggest ones on the planet. They own Spider Man for God's sake, and he's over here like, oh, I'm not gonna what? buy no name brand. Yeah, uh... Sony has rights to Spider Man. Spider Man. Mm-hmm. That's no fucking kidding. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Sony has yeah. right. I'm, that's a totally different topic. I'm just saying, like, 
I was like, you know how to look at this JBL because it's a nice one. And he's like, I'm not going to spend that kind of money on one just because of the name. And then he goes and buys Sony. <laughs> I did. I done it. Hypocrisy done it. 101. That's why I'm over <laughs> here laughing. I'm just thinking of all the points. It was a good choice. It's probably a badass stereo. It still makes yeah, me angry. You're supporting. You're supporting the uh, supporting the the Sony economy with yeah. your with your stimmy. Welcome to the club, Slick. You're yeah, now one of us. Get that stimmy. Yeah, I don't no, ever want to hear some like I saved a shit ton of money on this fucking argument <laughs> again. I'm never gonna go through it again. <laughs> I'm never doing it what again. What about you, Blevins? Speaker, you're, Josh? You're, you're talking about you. You. What did you? You were talking about how you saved like five or six grand on your car because it was horsepower days. Yeah, but that's not my you fault. You saved a bunch of money. That was on every Dodge. I didn't go in there thinking, oh, I'm going to get that because they're doing horsepower days. I was just like, really? You're going to take 4800 bucks off of my car? Okay, cool. I didn't know it was doing it. It's it just in Fair the paperwork. Enough. There it was. And I was like, what's this 4850 taking off? Well, it's got so he lucked into it, Reese. Yeah. So he lucked into he it. Lucked, he yeah. lucked into it. Yeah, that it. was yeah. just, I just walked into that. That wasn't me. I didn't, didn't do research in. like Josh is saying, trying to find He didn't that purposefully deal. like say, oh, I'm not going to buy my car this <laughs> month because two months from now they're going to do horsepower days. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just happened to be there at the right time. Yeah. You walked in there and said, please take my money. Oh, I just said, I, want, of it? I okay. want that right there. And they said, okay, we'll give, it give it to me. To yeah. Was it on the lot? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was on the lot. There was only like two on the lot that had uh, the package that I got. There was three. Do they three. have any of those oh, go ahead. with a third pedal? No. Chargers don't come in stick. Oh. Bummer. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be as good. It's got an eight-speed automatic. It's no, it's it's faster. I'm telling you, the automatic is faster. faster. Plus, okay, maybe quicker in a plus quarter it mile. Plus, it has Good. it has it has a it has a manual plus mode, which is basically a manual without actually having to push in the clutch. It will not change paddles. gears. It's got paddles, but it also you can do it on the stick on the center console. You can put it in manual on plus, here. and then it, what's up? If if we're gonna start talking about cars, you know, I need to be yeah. We need to car to guy in this. Yeah, yeah. So hold on, I need to pour some more bourbon. I'm okay. just kidding. <laughs> I I do want to ask though. This this is this is maybe a little bit too nitpicky, but I did actually see an article on it, so I know I'm not the only one who thought of this. But um, which direction do you pull the stick to shift up? Shifting up is towards you. Shifting down is away from you. On the oh, stick. Really? On the center. They console did it the stick. right way. Yeah. All right, I like it. And I'm telling like, you, like it's, it's. I mean, you shift it, and I've driven yeah. a shift for many or a stick for many years, many many oh, years. Certain, so I'm very familiar with how it feels, and I can tell you that when I put it in manual mode and I drive, like the only difference is that I don't let off the throttle and push in the clutch, and then go off the clutch and back into the throttle. That is literally yeah. the only difference, and that's yeah. fine with me because it's faster. The transmission is, is faster, converter? huh? You got a torque converter? Yeah. Like it, it has. I mean, it's it's whatever is in the Hellcat. I can't remember. It's like their their nice transmission, eight speed automatic, and it's it's just faster. I don't think it's dual clutch, but it is. But it is fast. It's faster yeah, than so what I could do in my stick. And I was pretty quick with my stick. I practiced that a lot. Yeah, you're never but, gonna be as fast as a freaking machine. No. But and I get the idea is, is that the it's fun, fun to drive a stick, but when you're doing you know 160 miles an hour down the highway, you're not really thinking about like changing gears anymore. It's about just keeping that car on the road. <laughs> I suppose. Not that anybody should be doing 160 down the highway. It's once in a yeah, blue Josh. moon for me. Once in a blue moon. But that's it. Take it down a notch. I took All it right. up I took it up to 165. Went up just a little bit more. Don't do it. And then I brought it back I get, down. I got another question for you. What's going on out there? That's what like is going on out concert. there? Can you guys hear that? 
No. What's happening? Not at all. It's like a fucking concert. What are you talking about? They are blasting music. Oh, I can hear that a little bit. Yeah, Maybe it, sound, a little it sounds like the a Phantom slight, of the Opera out there. Give me a slight droll. Slight droll. Pause. Oh man, we're not gonna we're not gonna have any audio. What now. in the like, world is going gonna... on out here? I lied. <laughs> I lied. Take it back. Still got audio. Yeah, you know he can't he cannot stand to have any dead space. So this is this is him filling the dead space. Yes. There we go. And he's quick to it, dude. It's, it's a Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack. I felt like I just stepped what? off. Yeah, it felt like I stepped out of a room right onto the deck of a boat. It's like a battle going on. Yeah, I know. That's what I just said. It's a classic, she said. Hey, this is my show. You need to you need to get out of here. How come when you say, I want to go sailing and I want to visit the Caribbean islands, but then it's Pirates of the Caribbean? Why do we say it differently? I think it just depends. I wouldn't say, I would say I want to go to the Caribbean islands. I wouldn't say the Caribbean, but it's probably the Caribbean. I think everybody's got a different pronunciation. Like everybody outside of Nevada, like in California, Oregon, and Washington, calls it Nevada. Nevada, yeah. But if you're I actually from here, it's Nevada. Heard or said Nevada. I that is the most pompous not, way to say not, it that I've ever everybody heard. Everybody else yeah. on the East Coast and Midwest, they say Nevada. Are you shitting me? They also me? say yeah. Oregon. I've been to the East Coast a lot. I've never. Well, to be fair, I've never been talking about Nevada while I was over there, so it probably yeah. never came up in conversation. It probably wouldn't come up. I mean, Nevada state anyway. I think as it's actually like Nevada is how you say like the Native American word or whatever. Maybe. So like that's how you're supposed to say it, but everybody from here and from Nevada says Nevada. So yeah, get yeah. with the get with like, the fucking program. That's Sacagawea, right. but it's actually like. Chicago huh? I think is how it's pronounced. Right. <laughs> you, you, you lost me. What? Did I lose your Blevins? Yeah, I'm I gone. think she's she's on a coin. She's on a coin. Yeah. Know who she no, is? She helped. She helps Lewis and Clark. You're talking about the yeah. Queen? No, I'm thinking <laughs> no. of Susan B. Anthony. No, Sacagawea. They, Christ, she was on a one dollar. She was on one dollar. She was on one dollar bill. Was she on a one dollar coin? Oh, don't Hillary. worry. We'll get back to cars. Oh, <laughs> we'll get back to cars eventually. No, no. I do. I have a different question for you, though. A completely different topic. We don't even need to go back. That was a waste of time. We're just. <laughs> that was, oh, was a waste of time. He was trying to take a, a stab at me for not driving a stick anymore. <laughs> I know what he was doing. Hey, man, I'm going to give my truck up eventually for an electric vehicle, so I'm going to go, like, completely the other side of the truck. You should see if it comes in a stick. I heard you got to lube those sticks. <laughs> yeah. Not mine. You got plenty of Not time while you're sitting in there because you sure as shit ain't driving it. <laughs> you lube your own stick. Yeah, oh, that's right. electric. Oh, it's electric. With both hands. You don't even need to put your hands on the wheel anymore. <laughs> yeah, until it careens you into a center medium. You just blow yeah, well, buckets and water all over the place then put a concrete divider right through the front of your car somebody has to test it somebody has that's happened multiple times now it's been like know, five just, teslas the guys over there he was like uh, reading a book oh just read my novel you're going like 70 down a highway you gotta you gotta be watching the road man my wife's yeah, car yeah. has that autopilot type shit but you still have to have a hand on the Does steering really? wheel yeah no oh, it's weird bloody. dude like when she takes a corner the car turns for her Dude, it's a trip. It makes you feel the, the whole like it. You don't it will, have to touch it. It, it will, will take the it. corner. Well, you have so if you if you take your hand off of it, it'll auto drive for a little while. But then it gets this thing going boo boo boo. Like you need Put to you need to wheel. grab yeah. it. Yeah. And then you don't have to grab it and be controlling. You just have to be touching it. I can put my hand on it like this. You can see me in the video. People listening can't 
But anyways, you just yeah. barely touch it, and it registers yeah. there's pressure, and then it will huh. just drive on its own. It's a trip. All right, so I have heard your podcast, and What's I up, like, little man. I, I, I have <laughs> little Dewey's on the screen. Doing? Little Dewey. What are they doing? He's smiling. He can't He's hear my us. My boy. Though. No, my he boy. can't. He can't hear us. Well, you got what? What were you saying, though? Little Dewey. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I've been listening to your podcast. I've been, you know, I from the beginning, I like gathered up little details about you to like form my picture of who Blevins is. And you probably still don't have any idea. I don't. I don't. I really don't. That's why I ask a lot of questions. Um, but well, I don't ask a lot of questions. I yeah, because I'm, I'm a, I'm a, uh, what, what is that that they call a mystery wrapped in an enigma? Is that basically what I am? Maybe. I don't know. I think you'd answer me if I asked you, though. I'd answer your question, but that wouldn't get you any closer to knowing anything about me. So I know that your wife drives an SUV. I have gleaned that. Yes. And I know that it's fairly new, especially because you're talking about these features. What it is exactly, I haven't quite figured out. I'm fairly certain it's not Korean. It's not. What I haven't ruled out is Japanese or American. (laughs) It's it's like I'm playing 20 questions or something like that. Is it in the room? <laughs> I think it's an escape, but I'm Can I not use it? 100% certain. So what does she drive? You think it's a what? I think it's an escape. How in the fuck did you get to that conclusion? You went, you went, Jesus Christ, let me get this straight. It's you an went SUV. From, she has an SUV. It's yeah. new. And it's, it's and it's either Japanese or American. I think it's a yeah. Ford Escape. <laughs> no, I mean, I got to that because of previous things that you had said in your podcast. I don't know what I said in my podcast, but from what you just well, said really right there, that about blew my mind. I think you're fucking with me. I think you know no, what's what happening. what does she drive? A Ford Escape. A fucking Ford nailed Escape. it. Yeah, it's a Ford Escape <laughs> Titanium. Like that's what, It's a 2020 Ford Escape Titanium. That's what it is. Yeah, see? I'm just really intuitive. I don't know what the fuck just happened. <laughs> I'm not. I, I just think, I listened really I think closely. You're slow those are the me. things that I care he's about. Slow playing me, folks. This dude's he's slow playing me. I'm telling you right now. How, yeah, this what do you is a think hustle. That I'm like this is a hustle right here. I don't know. But no, I'm, I think we were gonna take a bet. We we're gonna take a bet on it. Yeah, and I would have. Uh, I bet you fifty dollars. I would have lost. It. <laughs> I can't. I just don't get how you got to that conclusion. So quick. I like would have to go back and listen. You didn't even. To all you of didn't even cast. like decide between Japanese or American. You went straight didn't from you? I don't know which country it came from to a specific <laughs> make and model. Like <laughs> that doesn't make like even if you want American Dodge makes SUVs, Ford makes SUVs, Chevy makes SUVs, Chrysler the makes Dodge, SUVs. They Dodge all make SUVs. Make a, well, I guess they do. I was gonna say Dodge doesn't make a small one, but they they've got all the Jeeps. So yeah, get that fucking I'm just saying, Hellcat I, Durango. I, there you go. Rawr. Yeah, I could have said <laughs> that. No, I want if I'm getting another thing that's four wheel drive. It's or if I'm getting a four wheel drive with a Hellcat motor, it's gonna be the TRX. That's where I'm going. That or I'm just oh, yeah. doing a Hellcat. Yeah. yeah, there's this guy in Pennsylvania who's getting like fined a hundred thousand dollars for jumping a river in his TRX. What? How big of a river? Hey. Uh, Probably because they were chasing big. him, <laughs> and he got away, Dukes of Hazard style. And they're like, "Fuck that!" <laughs> just so yeah, we're fining you for for making us look stupid. Yeah, that's crazy. That is pretty nutty. I did see a guy like blow up a transmission in one of those TRXs. The dummy. He said did he? it was like it was making some weird sounds, and then he just elected to drive it back to town. Like, yeah, it must have, that, that. Must, that has to have been like a manufactured defect then. Oh yeah, because those are some stout transmissions that they put in there. And it's 
brand fucking new. Like, yeah. There's no way you got like a bunch that of That or he was, already. he could have just been fucking not doing a good break in for all the parts and just hammer down and then fucked it up. It seemed like he was beating on it. Yeah. I couldn't really tell. All right, let me get to my question. Shut up, Blevins. I'm not even talking that much. What are you talking about? <laughs> ah, Jesus. <laughs> Do like we in my podcast. Ah, left. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we got 10 minutes left before Tessa's going to kick you off that computer because she got to use it. <laughs> All right. She's out so, there sailing the high seas. She doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, she's got to finish the Pirates of the Caribbean. We, we didn't finish talking the Caribbean. about that either. Well, get to your point. I'm not even talking. <laughs> All right. My question is completely off topic. It was relevant at one point in time, but I'm just curious what your thoughts are on this. So, um, and I'm going to choose a religious group that none of us are because then it's easier to poke fun at, even though that's still not very okay. But uh, the Mormons. All right. So my question is, so like the Mormons deny themselves a lot of things. They deny themselves alcohol and and drugs, of course. and it's, I don't know if it's like explicitly in their religion, but they're really, really, really not supposed to do it, right? Um, and uh, it's not caffeine that's not in there, but it has something to do with like hot, like herbal drinks. So it's not caffeine specifically. But anyway, my point is, um, do you think that after a certain point of denying those instincts or, or denying those desires even like say premarital sex, for instance, denying all these desires for so long that after so long, they just kind of like forget that their desires. So I guess the question is like, do you think nature versus nurture here that after so long, nurture can overpower nature and you can kind of just like train yourself to forget about those desires? Or do you think that they are just constantly suppressing the desire to drink, the desire to have sex, the desire to drink coffee? Well, uh, wasn't Kelly Mormon? Was she? She, um, yeah, no, her family, they weren't, she wasn't, she was raised, uh, like Christian, but, um, she has Mormon, Mormon in her background. Her mom was raised Mormon. Okay. And like, they have a lot of Mormon family members. He's got the insight. Bring her in here. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, no. Well, I know a lot about, I know a lot about like Mormonism, Christianity, Judaism, judeo-christian values and stuff but um i think the the heart of your question i think certain things you don't know what you don't know so it's just like you don't know how good coffee is yeah and like the high that you get from coffee or like the wake up or like you don't know certain things so it's just like eh, you know i hear people drinking and they say it's good but i haven't really done it so Maybe doesn't that's fucking matter to me. It's like but like, but sex, but sex, you yeah. know, that's biological. So you're, you're having to fight that constantly. Cause those are like hormones. Those are like reactions to things, but it probably, it probably has to do a little bit like, you know, if you've never done something, you don't really know what you're missing. Yeah. Um, but you can't deny certain biological like reactions, sex related. I don't know if that answers your question fully, but well, I don't think that they deny it either. Though they just <laughs> they just have a set. Well, you're saying will it go rules, away? Right? You're saying you're asking you're asking does it just go away eventually? If you if you deny yourself that for so long, kind of yeah. Does it just kind of go away? Yeah. And I would say like it's it's probably yes, okay. but not fully. So how I arrived at this, and this is relevant to you too, Blevins, is um, so at uh, one of my first episodes of, of Reese's Peace, I was talking about 
how if I can change the things that I say out loud, I might be able to change the things that I think, you know, like change patterns that I have of being, say, judgmental or whatever. And so like that kind of stems from the same thing. Like you're training yourself to not do something or not think about something. And so eventually you just stop wanting to do it or think about it. And so like in terms of like, say, getting road rage or whatever, those that's it's a little harder to just kind of like overcome in terms of stopping the action because it's precisely the action that is tough to control. So mm, I might have to take that back that maybe that isn't super relevant. I think you, I think you're right though. I think the more that you do something, you continue to either not do it. I mean, you're training yourself. You're, you're changing yourself. I, I think. Yeah. Levens. Uh, what? Are you uh-huh. masturbating again? No. <laughs> uh, what do you mean again? I never was. I can I start see you looking if you'd away like over there. I, I see when your eyes drift over <laughs> here. You're like I'm just I'm literally playing with this cord in front of me and and staring at my laptop. I'm just I'm <laughs> listening, but at the same time, like you guys got a little a uh, little too deep into that one, so I'm just kind of letting it too ride. deep into that one. And I'm I also trying to not talk. Blevins. I'm like I'm telling you want to talk about having a problem where you got to think about something that you have and you want to make the change. I have to think about not talking. That's a, uh, there you go. Don't think about not talking. There's there's we'll my example. You. you guys say hey, you you talk too much. So I'm over here like like you just said. I have a problem and I need to say it out loud so that I can make myself not <laughs> do it anymore. I'm over here. Don't talk. Don't talk. Don't say nothing. Hey, I just I appreciate respond. it. That wasn't really you what I allowed. Said. You allowed a small pause in the audio where I like I was swallowing I and know, I was like dude, getting it was killing me and I didn't <laughs> I, say nothing. I was literally thinking that dead air. Come on, get it out. <laughs> it was so minute to me like that was such a tiny amount of time that i was massive. just like but it was massive for blevins so that's a huge step i was step. just in a, a sea huge of step. emptiness for a second there i got scared i got scared i got scared <laughs> get me out of here doc ah. yeah. i was like i just my arms thumbs. just went like straight jacket and i just felt like i was in this white room and then all of a sudden he talked again and then like I'm free. It's as if time slows down for you when I'm there's just, dead I'm space. I'm legit trying to just not talk. So it's a perfect example of what you said, like where you, you say things out loud. Well, I'm not saying I don't want to <laughs> talk at all. I just am trying to – I'm trying to not be over-opinionated and exaggerate, you know, what I'm saying to the point what? where you guys – it's an hour of me rambling, and then you guys are like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's <laughs> right. That's very introspective of you. That's that's very considerate. But this podcast is about entertainment. I'm not patronizing. I'm praising you. Yeah, and I'm I don't like crazy. it. If you were here, I, I would like pet it. you. But you're not. <laughs> no, that I might be all right with. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I think I answered you, Reese. I think, I think you did. I think I answered you. I mean, I don't think I don't think the Mormon who has not had booze is sitting around just like, God, you know, I really wish I could crack a beer right now. Yeah. Like, because they yeah. haven't cracked a cold beer after a long, hot day, you know And they I mean? may not so like they, them. I mean, look at They me. just don't know. Yeah. So they are just, and then, and then it's easy to, once you're, once you're committed to something like that. <laughs> what? Blevins just say it. He knows what he did. No, I didn't. That was so. That was so small. That was <laughs> such a small like pause. I paused. Purpose, so. I paused. Did you I pause? I didn't even notice. Oh, no, dude, I did. it's not noticeable. It was silent, so and I just waited. And I, I, well, I waited long enough to on. think this dude knows what he's doing. Let's have a <laughs> silence just for a second. Why? 
don't oh. want it. No, I don't want no I, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> well, this no. is, listen, this is a podcast, all right? Like, people are uh, listening to this. What? Nobody tunes in to listen to white noise. Like, they <laughs> want to hear somebody saying something. All right. You know what I mean? Like, I, so there's all one right. podcaster I listened to a long time ago. I can't remember who it was. He was. I think he was kind of famous, or somebody turned me on to him. But anyways, I was listening to his shit, and he would always stop in the middle of it to like look at his phone and go, oh wait, hang on a second, I got this. And he'd be looking and it would just be silence mm. for oh, like yeah, 20 straight seconds. Or he'd be like, oh, he'd be talking about something and then say, let me look this up and then I'll, I'll get you the information. And instead of like filling it, Pausing. he would be concentrating on what he's doing, which I get, you know, like he would try to talk, but he'd be so focused that he would just fade out. And then it'd what? be silence. And then he'd come back, yeah, I, you know? And I, I was like, that. I'm like, dude, I'm driving in my car, going to work, listening to absolutely nothing. If I wanted that, I'd just click the power button, and then it'd be yeah. nothing. I'm trying well, to listen like to something. That's like the polar opposite. That's the polar opposite. It is, there it is. There definitely been times, you know? It is, but we, you know how I am. I, I don't shut up to begin with, and then if there's dead air, like there's good dead air, and then there's bad dead air. I feel like if you're trying to get a point out, but then you haven't thought it through enough, and you, yeah. not that Josh did. I'm just saying, like in theory, like if you if you haven't Fucking thought it through enough, <laughs> yeah, you need to pick up the pace. <laughs> you're sitting there thinking it's like I'm I'm trying to listen, but at the same time I'm you're you're wasting my time. You know? Issues here. Okay, <laughs> you know, so go ahead, Dewey. Okay, so I just met this little old lady. She's like 83 years old. She's my neighbor, two doors down. She locked herself out of her. I'm talking really quick, so I'm trying not to yeah, like, I was, lose any. I was literally any. thinking, like, so, if he stops for a half second, I'm going to tell him to pick up the pace. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was getting ready for it, so I'm like, I'm going to blast this motherfucking story out, man. I'm going to keep on going, 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 going. Yeah, hit that um, rail real anyways, quick and then send it. Uh, she she locked herself out of her house and she like flagged me and my wife down as we were walking home because we take a daily walk and, and she's like her. I locked myself. I saw I locked myself out of my house, so I went down there. I called her a locksmith. I got her in her house. She's like 83. We were sitting out there talking, waiting for the locksmith to get there. Uh. And um, in the process, she's like, "I'm like, well, Beverly." I was kind of joking. I was like, you know, once he opened the door, I'm like, "You need to go sit down on the couch and get yourself a nice cold beer." And she's like, "I've never had a beer. I've never drank anything in my life." Whoa! And she's like, "Yeah, that's my grandma." She's like my my dad owned a bar and he was a drinker himself and uh, i saw the way people were in the bar yeah so i feel like if you commit yourself to something it's easy to find like a negative aspect and say yeah. well people are junk you know people who drink all the time always become violent and shitty sure. and you know so just come you know you find something to hone in on like a bad and so it like justifies your behavior yeah. not saying your behavior not saying that behavior is bad i'm not saying that at all i'm just saying like it's what i've my experience my you know my epidemiology oh god oh god um <laughs> Is just people tend to, if they don't do something, they like refer to why they don't do it, it as a negative. They don't like say it's a positive for myself. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't drink because it's good for me and like it's good for my health and stuff like that. They yeah, say like scared of what will happen. Yeah, they say like, oh, I knew a bunch of shitty people who drank or something like that. And like, yeah. I feel like that's a tangent, a rabbit hole that we've gone down here. But I mean, it it relates. It relates. Yeah, I my swear my to God. podcast just flatlined out here. I'm just watching this flat blue line. Boop, uh, all the way across <laughs> there. You need to get in this. Well, you gotta go. Right? I don't want to get in. This is. It's this seven. is the waste of time. This well, is the six. waste of time podcast. 
it's it is a waste now. of time. Yeah, that, I mean that's a good point. The waste of time podcast. You know what's funny is off? that you guys never asked me what my protocol was for drinking, and I find that to be a little rude. <laughs> we thought you'd tell us. We thought you'd just tell us. But and I did never is, have to. I did. We never have to prompt. I've we been never a good boy. To you, the Josh. entire it's podcast. No, but nobody asked. We're not nobody used cared enough to find out. You're like, hey, I, I got this is my protocol. Dewey, what's yours? Yep. Moving on. Like, no, he didn't ask me. I inserted my. He did ask. Well, we'll have to. He did. We'll have to listen I to the asked tape. You both. Yeah. Listen no, to the you tape. did not ask me. I was. <laughs> I was talking about addiction, and then you said, "Well, I have a point to get at. I want to talk about my protocol for I, drinking." And then you went on to tell us your protocol, and then asked Dewey what his was, and then we tangented it off. And I sat there quietly waiting for somebody to be like, uh, "By the way, let's ask uh, Blevins what he thinks about his drinking habits." And nobody ever did. And I was Blevins, hurt by that. You're absolutely right, and I apologize. I know I am. I'm, I know I am. I am very I know, sorry. I don't think that I, I don't think Reese asked me. I don't think Reese asked me. I thought I just interjected my he strategy. This is an he equal opportunity you. podcast, and you can <laughs> you can insert your opinion or your thoughts at any time. No, I gotta shut up so you guys can get a word in. I don't think so. This is not the Reese and and Dewey podcast. This it is. is. This is. It is, and us. I'm the guy pushing all the shit behind you guys. I'm the tech dude. No, and I don't know anything about tech. <laughs> That's me. We 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 can't survive on 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 just me and Dewey. No, I think you guys would be fine. <laughs> that was too much dead air. That was too much. Okay, so I didn't like it. Blevins, what's your what's your drinking strategy? Well, I'll tell you. It's a twelve step program. <laughs> no, that's AA. First step. Yeah, is we're we're doing a full circle here, boys. It's a twelve yeah. step program. Bring it back. No, I actually really didn't want to talk about it. I just wanted to crack that twelve step program <laughs> joke. <laughs> I literally You've been sitting on that joke the whole time <laughs> for an hour. The whole time, <laughs> I was thinking as soon as he asks me, I'm just gonna drop that and say I don't really give a shit. I don't drink that much, and uh, and well, you never asked me. And I, well, Blevins, I, you see, you see how this podcast goes, where we just kind of go where the conversation takes us. And so, what do you we, mean, I see. We, Have you listened to my podcast? Yeah, you go all over the fucking. Yeah, <laughs> I set the trend. Are you kidding me? I created tangent. All right. OG tangent. I don't I I think I be... ever finish a point in any episode in any of my podcasts. That is not true. That is I true. I think you're very good at it. I, I, I don't ever finish points. I get started don't... on something, and then like a, a piece of it will pop up with another about tangent, it. and then I go down that tangent, and then I don't ever finish the point of the original one that I was doing. If that's the case, I'm never disappointed. Reese and I are too anal, man. You would we would have called you out about that. Are you sure? If you didn't, yeah, I'm well, sure. I don't know. Dewey would have. I probably would not. I, I would have. I would have. Yeah. I'm just glad. I'm I got not saying that. that I'm nicer than him. I'm just. I've been trying to like not be critical about the way that. <laughs> oh, you're. Speak. Oh, you, oh, you are nicer. Let's just put that out. Yeah, because you'd, you'd be like red, <laughs> red strike in mine, like a, a teenager's uh, essay. Mine would just. <laughs> mine would just have. You need to fix all of it. Just fucking question marks everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Circles and fucking lines. Remember when we stuff? first started Blevins? We used to like send each other notes on our podcast. Like, man, huh? <laughs> we used to like send each other like reviews, like notes, and like, like, oh yeah, man, I think you could turn this bit into a. I think you could like flush this out into an actual comedy routine. I and don't like, remember that. I don't remember any. Yeah, wow. you're you're okay. Your memory, Turned your memory, way seriously. Yeah, I have horrible memory. I do. I'm probably gonna uh, have dementia when I get older. I would no, bet my money. Son, I would my bet son money. has like hit his head or something. 
Uh-oh. He's very upset. Do you hear him? He's, he's very upset. I can see him. Yeah, he's, scre- he's screaming. <laughs> he's screaming. <laughs> I can hear him. The boy be yelling. The boy be yelling. He's sure shit ain't happy. Blevins, we got to circle back to the other question that I asked to the group, and I expect an answer from you because I actually did address you on this one. Does that have to do with masturbation? Are we back? No, to that? no. Well, we can talk about that if you want to. Oh no, we, we weren't talk even about talking about that on the air, huh? That was, uh, we that was before about, no, we, we even clicked the record button. <laughs> we're not. And talking now about they know. Beating the old meat. <laughs> now they know. We're talking about beating the meat on the on the group chat. So, no, uh, what is the real question? So my question was, well, I I think you tuned out. You tuned out on your own goddamn <laughs> podcast, man. I'm a little disappointed, but I'm gonna. I had to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You know. Keep myself do in that. check here. Don't do that. Uh, okay. Well, next well, episode is going to be all me, boys. <laughs> all right. You better bring topics. Okay, I don't so need them. Question... I just I just talk. I just let it all. I just I, vomit I, words. I know and that you do. Turn just, into something. We'll just leave a space. I'm dying here. I want to know the question. Well, the, the third time. The third time he said Dewey it. answered was so. Uh, I talked about okay, so this 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 was relevant. I specifically addressed you. I said this is relevant to you, Blevins, and it's relevant to yes. me because in one of my early podcasts, I talked about how if I can change the things that I say, I can probably change the things that I think, and that was more relevant to like judging people, like saying judging judgy things out loud. So if I just don't say those things, maybe I can stop thinking them and then become a better person. It's my own personal mission. All right. So that stemmed from my question about Mormons. Uh, and, and the Mormon thing was really just a jumping off point. So I guess my question to you, Blevins, is, um, is, do you think that's somehow applicable to like road rage incidents? Like, well, what way? Like, yeah, we'll see. That's what I'm trying to figure out is how I can, like, I can't be sitting there driving down the road going, I will not road rage. I will not road rage because I'm probably going to rage out doing that. I know, I know, and that's why I'm trying to think of like, you know, what is, what would be the twelve step program or the anger management type program for an event? There like really, that? there really isn't. It's honestly like my anger stems from different aspects of of life. I mean, I, you know, I have an anger issue. It's it's because it's, for me, it's more of just how fast I get to being tempered. I go from yeah. zero to a hundred like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's yeah, it's a matter of learning to control, uh, the level of intensity that I have. That's that's yeah. what my issue is. And uh, also my way of addressing things. So I, I'm a little more aggressive of a person in general just because of my background. Places what? I've been and shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Blew your mind. The more you know. But it's but the thing is, is like I, I just have that aggressive side to me, which will elevate another person if I'm being aggressive towards them up to a higher level of intensity than they may naturally want to be. Like, for example, you're a really calm person and I am not. If I had a road rage incident with you, your na- natural reaction would be to to escalate at a certain level, you know. But if you see me escalate <laughs> yeah. at my level, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna I'm gonna bring you up faster. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna get mad quicker because I'm already there. Does that make I'm sense? I'm gonna run shitting my pants, but yeah, I no, get your you're point. not. No, you're not. But see, and that's my point though is like I may have no intention of a, a real like physical alter- altercation with you, but my way of addressing you is way more aggressive than, like, your way would be addressing me if roles were reversed. Like, if you cut okay. me off, I'm going to pull up and be like, what the fuck is your problem, you know? Whereas if and I cut you off, you'd pull up and you'd be like, what was that all about? You know, like, you give me, like, the hands in the air type shit. Like, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Two different levels of 
addressing it and they might yeah. mean the exact same thing to both of us i'm not trying to like tell you to pull over i'm just like you're a fucking idiot you know what i mean because yeah. that's just my way of reacting which is what i need to work on i have, All right. I have yeah. a temper you know what i mean but, but you you gave that example in your <laughs> podcast and if you haven't listened to the am i just angry podcast i highly recommend don't. it. it's very entertaining so in 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 blevin's <laughs> last episode i don't remember time. what fucking episode like 32 <clears throat> maybe but um your your last solo one you talked about how I think this was in your podcast, man. I can't even distinguish between text messages and podcasts these days, but I'm pretty sure this was in your podcast. You were talking about how you're having a shit week. You had to go take stuff to the post office or UPS store and you were already fucking yeah. pissed and the, and the line was out the door and you're having a shit time and you held the door for somebody and you explicitly called yourself out and said that you kind of stifled the anger that you were feeling and, and, like the maybe the narcissism I'm not, I'm not saying that you're narcissistic but you're you, you stifled your feelings in order to help somebody out by opening the door and this guy just basically gave you a, sl- a metaphorical slap in the face by unloading his bullshit on you yeah yeah and but, i don't know like i wasn't necessarily trying to suppress my anger or change the direction of my anger yeah sti- it wasn't like that was my thought in my head i just i don't know i, I hold the door for people you know i'm that's the thing is like I'm a really angryish person. Like my wife says that like people think that I'm I'm mad. I've got like a resting, you know, asshole face sometimes. But the thing is is I'm not like that kind of person. I never have been. I actually didn't like fighting until I started training in fighting. And my dad was telling a story once to me and Tessa that I didn't even remember, but um I was a I was getting bullied in middle school and my dad said that he was telling me like, "Well, why didn't you hit him back?" You know, if he was pushing you and he goes, he goes, and uh, you just kind of sat there for a second, and you said, because I just, I don't want to hit anybody. You know, like, and he was like, it was a really weird thing, because you were bigger. He goes, I looked at the kid who was bullying you, and you could have just demolished him. You were so much bigger than this kid, but you just, you didn't want to hurt him. You know, you didn't want to do it. And uh, and that's just kind of how I am deep down. I don't, I don't really like... I don't like violent conflict with people if it's if it's over a bad thing. I enjoyed fighting because it was a fair fight. It was with somebody else who was also training. Uh, the sport of fighting somebody is fun to me. I'm okay with taking a punch to the face and giving it. That is enjoyable. But when it's out of, like, anger, if you're going to fight somebody because you don't like them, it's a different type of fight. You know, it, it's more violent than a, a legit, fair, regulated fight would be no matter how good or bad the fighters are in the cage, it's just totally different than a street type of situation. So I don't really like doing that kind of stuff. Like, And that's why I say when, when me and you get into a situation, if you cut me off and I come at you with one level of anger and you come at me with a different, with your level of anger, we both have the same intention. It's just different ways of expressing it because I am a more aggressive person in the way that I deal with shit. I don't know how, how to make sense of it. That guy I held the door for, you know, like, I was still just as angry when I held the door or was trying to offer to help him as I was before and after. I just, yeah. in the moment, it had nothing to do with my anger. I just saw a guy struggling through the door with a box, and so sure. I just was going to hold the door out. for him, you know? Like, that seems like the right thing to do for another person. He's not causing me any problems at that time, so I have no reason yeah, to be so- mad at him, so I'm just going to help him, you know? But when he unloaded his shit, yeah, now I'm like, dude, this guy, get the fuck yeah. away from me. But up yeah. until that point, so, you know, uh, I haven't talked. I haven't talked in a while. Jesus <laughs> Let, me just, Let me just mute I'm my gonna, mic right now. <laughs> I, I haven't. I haven't. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna interject here. Um, 
Turn your mic back on. Um, Don't be like that. Well, I haven't. I oh, so okay. So, anyways, I'm going to interject. So, my philosophy in life is a little bit like it's the the term like you don't you're not really crazy if you can admit you're crazy the the true crazy person is the one that doesn't think they're crazy okay you know what i mean they can't admit it yeah so my point is if you know this about yourself you know that i'm a naturally angry person and like i react differently than other people in my mind if you're cognizant about it and you know that about yourself you can change it. You can't. If you know it about yourself, you can change it. But if you, but that's the thing. Like if you're truly crazy, the saying goes that you don't know you're crazy. Crazy doesn't but recognize if, crazy. Crazy doesn't recognize crazy. So, but if you recognize something, in my mind, you should be able to change it. Right. So let me circle back. So that's back the thing. Then. So if you can't, if you can't We're recognize. Not, I was still, I was still talking. Yeah, but you're still making motherfucker. I was still talking. You said the same just, shit three times. I just started. <laughs> Moving on, dead air. Moving on. Okay, <laughs> anyways, that's what I got to say. Joking. If you can recognize it about yourself. Just being an asshole right there. I, ex- I expect that you can change that because you've already said it. You've already said, well, like, I react this way. Well, you know about it, so fucking change it. Right. You but know? That's, like, so that's I what that I was going to. one more time. Yeah, that's the fourth time. So one how do you do time. that again? Listen, my point I'm getting at is I want to circle back to what I originally said, which goes right into what Josh is trying to imply. And that is when I said it's it's uh, kind of depending on my situation. So, like, if if there's nothing bad going on, it's so much easier to control my level of anger because my stress level is down. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. cut me off on the best day of my life, I might be able to just be like, fuck him, and just let yeah. him go. But yeah. when I've got work piled up and, and uh, you know, stress at home, maybe me and my wife are arguing at the time or, yeah. uh, you know, maybe there's a bill issue. I don't know. If there's any kind of real stress-related stuff going on in my life and you stack that shit up, then when you cut me off on the worst day, you're going to get a totally different version of me than on my best day, right? Yeah. So it's not like I get that I have a temper issue, but there's, there's definitely – I go in waves like most things in life. Uh, my temper goes in waves and there there will be times when I can let everything slide and I just won't even get mad about it. But then there's other times where the littlest thing will just light me off. And it's it's because of, you know, my environment, things that have been going on and what's happening, that's going to affect my anger level. And I think that people with temper problems would relate to that. They'll understand that, you know, if they recognize they have the problem, that's one thing. Changing it is a little different. It's like the drug addict, you know, if you yeah. if you give me like anger is my is the drug right and it's hard to control myself with the stress and the anger. Well, the more stress sure. I have in my life, the higher the likelihood that I'm going to relapse and just fly off the handle. But yeah. if you take that drug away from me and everything is smooth and hunky dory, then I don't have to worry about it anymore. It's way easier not to do it. Yeah, that's all I'm getting at. No, I get that. I get that. So, all right. So let me just let me just. Uh, verbalize some internal thoughts that I'm having here. Okay, so I'm I'm fighting an urge to give advice because I truly and honestly think that I am not in a place to do that. So let me just say that I have at times been very <laughs> prone to those same types of things. And so 
Dewey I, feels my pain right now. <laughs> I wanted to I know, give the advice. So fucking drop the fucking drop the hammer. No, just, I'm just like sitting over here like drop the hammer, Reese. I'm not gonna give drop the advice. The I don't want to give him advice because he's not asking for it, and I I firmly believe. I don't give a shit. Somebody, I might not even listen. To you can say whatever no, you I, want. You know, if I, really I don't, don't like it, I'm gonna tell you to go fuck yourself, and I'm just I really gonna don't. get out of here. Like there it, we go. I'll you give it, and if I like here's, it, I'll take it. If I don't, I do. I'll just move it away. I'll say this. I think that, um, like Josh said, the first step is recognizing recognizing that you have this thing about yourself that you don't like that you want to change. The 12-step And it sounds like, sounds like, yeah, 12-step program. So that's first step. <laughs> so what I have thoughts on is that um, improvement uh, gathers momentum. You know, like a rock rolling down a hill, right? And so the way that I like and the way that I, I think of that is, is with my own kind of experience and again i i'm not giving advice but what i want to do is i want to think about the next time that something starts to piss me off and think about what is it that i do that i can stifle that somehow and i i truly and honestly believe that suppression of those feelings is not a good thing but i, I think don't that i, I don't suppress yeah, anything i know i know, know and that's that what i that's what i think that um that is not happening is you're not suppressing it. You're getting your emotions out right then, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just maybe the way that you're going about it. So I guess for me, I just want to be mindful of, of how am I doing this? And, and just like what, you know, my strategy is not going to work for everybody, but I'm just curious because you are very good at expressing your emotions right away. I'm not, I've always been kind of a suppressor, but I think lately I have found ways to not suppress, but also not get angry. And I'm not really sure what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, my big, so it's, and it's not necessarily, I'm just trying to get my emotions out there. Uh, I just believe wholeheartedly in uh, always telling people the truth. And basically in any situation, whether I'm happy or sad, my reaction is just the truth. And that's, that's how it always is. I have a, it's actually a principle for me um, that I do not lie to people, period. I don't ever do it. I, I did it when I was younger, and it got me in a lot of trouble. And I just decided as I got older that there was never any benefit to doing it. And so I make it a matter of principle with me that no matter what the outcome is, I do not lie to people, period. I've told the manager of the mill that I didn't like the way he was fucking doing shit. Just like that. Those were the words I said. He could have fired me on the spot. and I'm I just prompted. I'm, well, he was coming at me saying, like, you know, I'm hearing things going on. And I said, well, they're full of shit. They're lying to you right now. And I say it in that way. I don't I don't sugarcoat shit. I don't talk to people in any different way depending on their status. I am exactly who I am, and I'm going to give you exactly what I think in that moment. And if the consequences come out because I told the, tru the, the truth, the truth, the truth in a, a bad way, <laughs> Then that is that is something that I need to to accept, you know, and that's the place I don't want to be. I, I look at it this way: if something bad happens to me because I told the truth about something, then I don't need to be there. That's not where I yeah. want to be, right? That makes sense. And if I tell the truth, typically people respect it a little bit more. I've actually had less problems, a lot less problems, uh, in telling people the truth about stuff than I ever did when I lied, even when that lie could have been way smaller than what the truth was in a bigger situation. If that makes any sense. That makes sense. It's the reason uh, why I teach my kid. I just to interrupt you again. Uh, the no, reason <laughs> I teach my kid, like and I, right now, I, I try to really like burn it into his brain that no matter what he does wrong, if he tells me the truth, he won't get in trouble. I will just try to help him through it and be better. 
If he yeah. lies to me, he's guaranteed to be in trouble. Period. And, That's a perfect lesson. And it's and it started working like over time. Like all little kids are gonna do it. You don't want to just drop the hammer on them because they do one little lie. You know, they're they're learning yeah. it and they get scared. Yeah. But he's getting better at, you know. I ask him if he did something, and he'll kind of get nervous, and then he'll just be like, "Yeah." You know, and I'll say, okay, and what did you do? And he'll explain it to me, and I'll say, and why do we not do that? And then he'll tell me why, and I'm like, all right, good. So so we learned a lesson, and then nothing happens of it because he's shown me that he knows now, and he recognizes his mistake, and he won't do it again. It, even other times where he'll have the temptation, he'll come running down the hall to tell me about how he didn't do what he did last time that he could have done, but he's being better now. He wants to show me that he's proud that, you know, I'm I'm better, you know, and I love that. <laughs> God, I, dude, I cannot wait for that reasoning child. Like, it's I'm awesome. So, like that sounds like so cool. It man. is. I love the stage, but I you love can't. The stage you that can't he's in scar right him though. That's the thing. Like my dad never did that with me, so that's why I lied. I lied all through middle school and high school, over the smallest, stupidest shit. Like as an adult, I think back on it, and I'm like, what was I doing? Like there was the dumbest things that I would lie to my dad about that. In hindsight, it's like, it really didn't matter. I got fucked either way, so I may as well have just told him the truth, you know? But my dad, it was a fear thing. When my dad disciplined me, it was either you got disciplined hard for telling the truth or harder if you lied, but there was that yeah. slim chance you'd get away with it if you just lied well enough. And I got yeah. good at lying. <laughs> I got really good at lying. I actually got a teacher yelled at once over a lie. I don't even think my dad knows to this day. He went in there and chewed her ass. <laughs> And I was lying through my teeth on everything. He made, I mean, I made it out like she was making shit up, and, 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 uh, and she wasn't. I'm not going to go into details in case my dad ever listens to this shit, because yeah. <laughs> I don't want that to come back. But I can tell you right now, I told a lie, and he actually chewed out a teacher of mine. I was standing right there. She was looking at me, knowing full well that I was lying. I was looking at her, knowing full well that I was lying. And my dad was mad. My dad was sitting there going, there's no way. He would come up with a story this elaborate, that fast, with that many facts in it, and it'd be a lie. And it was all a lie. It was all a lie. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. Yeah. I was actually like sitting there when he was saying that, like impressed, like, Jesus Christ, I might have a career in this. <laughs> no, but I'd be a comedian. I just was I just was really good at lying because I did it so much. And the reason I did it was because every time I would do something wrong, I didn't want to get in trouble. And I thought maybe I could get away with it. And I don't want yeah. my son to feel that way. I, you know, as a dad now, I want my son to feel like if he ever has a problem, he doesn't need to try to hide it from dad. I want me to be the first person he goes to to, like, try to fix it, you know. And if you're going to fix it, you got to be honest with yourself about what it is. You can't pretend it's something else. So, so you anyway. think your anger stems from your desire to be honest? No, my anger stems from my dad yelling at me all my life. Well... <laughs> My dad has a temper. I got it from him. It was just I, me and him when my mom left when I was like three or four. It was yeah. literally me and him till till I graduated and moved out. And uh, yeah. there was a lot of yelling and screaming. My dad got so mad one day, he slammed the door and it blew the frame off into my bedroom. But I, I he was just, he was so, like he was, I'll tell you the story. I, we got time for it. Even though it's past when I said I need to get off. We got time. Uh, yeah, you're a bullshitter. He was, I am. Well, I've got a lot of shit to say. He was uh he was <laughs> mad at me when I was a kid for probably school. I, I wait, can't I'm gonna interrupt you. I'm glad you're back. Continue your story. <laughs> huh? Anyway, yeah, welcome to the Am I Just Angry podcast, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go down this road. 
Anyways, I was in trouble for like school or whatever it was, uh, most likely. I can't remember. But anyways, he was really mad at me. And uh, he was screaming at me and yelling at me. And uh, and I think he like kind of kicked me a little bit. You know, not in a hard way, but enough to where I was like, Jesus Christ, you just did that? Yeah. And uh, anyways, and he, 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 got, he turned around mad. And I was sitting in the middle of my room. And he slammed the door to my room. And it blew the all three pieces of the frame in one piece. It blew it out the door and like across where... I'm not going to explain the architectural layout of my room. Anyways, it blew it off the fucking frame. And he heard it. So he opens the door, and he looks at the ground, and he sees that shit. And it makes him even more mad. He's already furious, but now he's more <laughs> mad because he just blew the frame off. So he goes running down the hall and into the garage, cussing and screaming. And he opened the door from the kitchen to the garage. And in the time that that door swung open, he went over to his tool rack area, grabbed a hammer... And the head of that hammer, he ripped it off so hard of the, the rack it was hanging on, it, it pulled the head of the hammer off. Well, the head of the hammer went up into the ceiling, blew out the lights in the garage, the big-ass long fucking lights, just boom, blew them up, and came down and landed on the hood of his SUV. And he had a very nice oh. SUV with a tricked-out hood. It was all custom-painted and shit. And I just heard, as the door came to a shut, that all happened in the open and the close of the door. And as it came to a <laughs> shut, I just heard, fuck! And it just faded out, and he was just screaming <laughs> fuck at the top of his lungs. And I just went rigid. And I heard the door open quietly. He came walking down. He grabbed the frame. He tacked it in, shut the door calmly, and left. I didn't say a fucking word. Didn't open my mouth. But that was like the anger. That all happened within like five minutes. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's how quickly shit could escalate in my house. And, yeah, uh, and that's yeah. where I get my temper from. I'm not nearly as bad as my dad was. And what's weird is that my dad is no longer like that at all. He's the kind of guy who's like, you ought to just hang back. Don't let those guys bother you on the street. If they're past you driving like nuts, just slow it down. I've watched yeah. my dad cut through illegal shit all the time when I was growing up, dude. My dad drove like a nut. And then he's over here telling me, like, you know, you ought to relax. You got a bit of an anger problem. Get the fuck out of here. I got it See, from you. He has probably reduced the level of stress in his life. He's retired, right? No. No? No, he still works. But he's got a government job. They own, like, four houses. Like, he's, he's yeah. made. He doesn't have to worry about nothing, you know? His like, level of stress has got to be pretty low. Yeah, back then it was a single dad trying to raise a, a teenage kid uh, on a mechanic's yeah. income, you know, by himself. Yeah. And it was a flat-rate mechanic, too. He wasn't, like, like, doing what I do where you have more opportunity to make more money. It was you were paid by the job. So it was a lot yeah. more stressful. And I can attest to mechanic jobs being, you know, very stressful because of the type of people you're around and shit. Sure. You get a lot of assholes around you that try to oh, cut I'm throats. Sure. It's, it's gnarly. But I'm sure. I mean, so if I can circle back to uh, the road rage issue, I think it's threefold. It is one going back to the Reese's Peace podcast and realizing that people are not out to fuck you they're not doing something to just say like most of the time okay generality they're not out just saying i'm gonna fuck this guy in the blue suv he's an asshole i'm gonna drive i'm gonna drive just to piss him off they're probably just doing their own thing living their life they're not they're not purposely doing that so that's one two Putting yourself in their shoes, just like uh, Blevins that you had said, you're like this guy who got super heated with you. You knew. You were like, 
this dude is seeing red right now. His fucking ears are ringing. Um, I've been in his, I've been in his shoes. I can relate. Like I'm going to call my shit because this dude's ringing right now. He's not going to hear a word I say. Yeah. I know exactly what that feels like. So, and then three, it's just like good old JC says, treat your neighbor as yourself. How would you want to get treated? Yeah. You know? So it's like, if I cut, if I cut, if I cut somebody off, and I roll up, and you know what? I've done this before. I've really done this before. I've just like I've I've cut somebody off, and I've rolled up to the light with them, and I'm just like I look over at them like, ah, fuck, brother. Like I knew it was coming. Just like I'm a fucking asshole. I get it. Yeah, but like, I do that too, like, though. I deserve I deserve what's coming because like I know. But like if he gets yeah. out of the car and wants to like beat my ass, like. That's not how I would, I would, you know what I mean? Like that's treat your neighbor as yourself. Like if, if it was myself that cut me off, I would, I would expect a flip off, but I wouldn't expect them to try to beat my ass. You know what I mean? Like, so that's like, treat your neighbor as yourself. Like, that's like what I told Reese though, when we did talk about that is like, when he said, I don't think people are shitty by nature. I think that, you know, they have shitty moments. And I said, no, I think some people are just shitty. And that's my example was if he cuts me off and then flips me off for it, like he did two in a row. You know what I mean? Like that's a shitty person. But if I was in his shoes, I would do like you said. I wouldn't treat somebody like that. If I cut somebody off and they give me the, the what the fuck are you doing? I would be like, hey, my bad. I didn't see you. Yeah, yeah, I know. I but when I, you s- I just did that yesterday. Well, I you- like I I pulled out because I thought the turn, I thought the left hand turn lane was going. And so I pulled out and I kind of, I, I a little bit cut off. I, I sped up, so I tried not to, but I a little bit cut off a dude. And I just like waved in my rear view, just like, hey man, like, he probably I realized. He flipping I, him off. He's probably like, no, uh, he maybe, maybe. He thinks you did it <laughs> on purpose now. Not only did you but I wasn't. Off, but I you was waving. Hey, I cut you off. <laughs> I was waving just like hey, yeah man. bye I, sucker like, I was out of my head I was out of my head you know what I mean I thought the other lane was turning so I thought I was good to go uh, but I just I don't know like I think uh, I don't know you say put yourself in other people's shoes and that's kind of what I do which is partly why I get angry because I'm thinking to myself they aren't paying attention to shit if somebody cuts you off typically they're not doing it maliciously but they're also not watching the road. And if you're not watching yeah. the road, why the fuck are you driving a car? Yeah. We are all on a road. Like, I could have my wife and my kid in my car, and because you're not paying attention, you could cause an accident. And it's not malicious, but it could still cost people their lives. So when I go past them after they cut me off, I am putting myself in their shoes. And I'm thinking, if I was over there, I would be paying attention. So they need to be paying attention. So I let them know. My way of letting people know is typically more aggressive than other people's. I'm not, you know... Like the, hey, just watch the road. You know, what are you doing? I'm I'm looking at him like, why the fuck are you behind the wheel of a car right now? Pull over, regroup, and then get back in here when you think you can join the rest of us like we're supposed to be doing. And then at the end of the day, though, I make my own stupid mistakes. And then that is the kind of shit that slows me back down. Because I realize that I do escalate myself further than I may need to. And then I am human, and I will make mistakes. And I've literally said out loud to myself, like, like, okay, actually, this happened just the other day. I was driving down um, uh, one of my back roads to go home, and there was a truck coming towards me, and I was going towards him, and we were both on the double yellows. Well, he veered into across the double yellow right into my lane. Like, just at the moment 
when we were about to meet. I've been watching this dude come down the road the whole way, and he was driving fine, and just as he's about to reach my car, that's when he veers over and then pulls back into his lane. You know what I mean? And I was thinking, what kind of timing is that? And then two seconds later, I was trying to adjust the volume on my car, and I was veering into the oncoming lane across the double yellow with a car coming, and I had to swerve back. And I thought to myself, I was just talking shit about that guy who was leaning into my lane a little bit, making me feel uncomfortable. And then two seconds later, I did the exact same thing. And so I was sitting there thinking, if the guy who I did that to was motherfucking me, I wouldn't feel bad about it because I just motherfucked the guy right before him for the same exact thing. You know what I mean? Motherfuck. So I don't know. I get. I guess long story short, I'm human. I got a temper problem. I'm working on it. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's a long road, but I'm getting there. I'm a lot better now than I was, but... Tessa made a point of I'm not who I used to be. When I was younger and I was doing like uh, some stand-up and comedy and, and acting a lot and I didn't have any kind of real responsibility, no cars, no job, no house. I lived at home. I was a kid. You know, uh, she said you were just, nothing made you mad. You were just so funny and fun to be around. And then she said that it was like when, when responsibility hit, all of a sudden you just started changing. And she goes, sometimes I wonder where that guy is that, that that funny person that I loved, you know. She goes, sometimes you show up and you crack jokes, but nowadays your jokes you crack are more adult and inappropriate, and they're more <laughs> aggressive. And although they can be funny, they're not they're not like what they were. They're not as playful, you know. And I don't know. I kind of miss that guy sometimes, especially when I have instances with people where there's a lot of heated exchange. You know, I kind of wish I look at guys like like Josh who would be able to be in that situation and be like, you know, kill him with kindness. And uh, and it seems so relaxing. <laughs> it's so laid back, you know. And I don't know. I kind of wish I could do that. I had a trainer that used to do that a lot too, Carl. I mean, he was a big dude, fought at like 230 pounds. He was just a solid slab of meat. And I've seen him have situations with people, uh, and he would uh, he would just be so nice. And I remember afterwards being like, dude, why didn't you fucking knock that guy's teeth out? And he goes like, for what? He goes, I know I could destroy him. I'm not worried about that. I just confidence. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's confidence. a and it, I I talked to him about this where there's like you reach a certain level. Like when you don't know how to fight, um you kind of just are able to not have confrontation cuz you don't have the confidence in your ability if it were to escalate to that. You don't really know what would happen, you know. And then yeah. when you do train to fight, you get this overconfidence where it doesn't matter yeah. what it is, I'm going to destroy it. And then you get to like Carl's level where he he was in the UFC, you know, like he fought legit pro and, and did it for a living for a long time. And for him, it was like, I know what I can do to this person, but I also know I don't have to, you know? And yeah. it's it's like there's a weird, you know, you hit a precipice where you, you go from the bottom with nothing to this point at the top where you think you're invincible to realizing where your level lies and, and what you can do but don't need to. And uh, yeah. I, had, I had a buddy who was like that. Before he went off to the military, he was like super confrontational and just kind of like would want to like start sh- not not start shit but just like didn't care if he if if shit did get started but like went off to the military he like trained to be like military police um he went to Guantanamo Bay and like he was a police officer there and like he knows he knows how to fucking kill somebody like multiple ways from Sunday and now he's like super calm if any if any shit starts because he's just like dude if something starts 
I, I can fucking kill this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? It's just like, yeah, he doesn't it doesn't have to matter. Worry. He's, He's just not like, worried about that anymore, you know? Yeah, no, you He's don't worry about level. it. Like, yeah. you're you're putting, it's like before, it's like bravado. You're mm-hmm. just like, oh, exactly. I've got to like exude, I've got to exude confidence. Yeah. When I was training regularly, I had a point where like, I, I didn't feel like I needed to fight people anymore. And it was kind of like that Carl thing, but I haven't done it in so long now that I feel like there's a part of me that wonders what I'm even capable of doing now. And it's almost like a a self proof type thing. When I get into a situation with somebody where I feel like, yeah, I just, I would like to throw hands with this person. A lot of it is just, I think me trying to justify to myself, you still got it. You know what I mean? Like you could still roll with anybody who wants to roll with you. It's not going to be a big deal. But in reality, if I were to go back to the gym and fight some 22 year old (laughs) kid who's been training for the last three years and I've had three years of a break, I mean, he's probably going to wrap me up. I mean, it's that's the way it is. And I haven't done it in long enough to where I don't know what that guy on the street has been doing. You know, I'm not with mm-hmm. the guys that are doing it right now. So I don't know who's up on it, who's, you know, the top guy in my town. I don't know any of that shit. Whereas back then I knew who they were. I, I trained with people. So it's just kind of a – it's weird now to to be in that same situation. I could drive around then like his buddy and – you know, some guy would talk shit and I wouldn't worry about it unless it actually actually came down to doing it. But now there's the side of me that's that knows what I can do. And then the other side of me that's like, well, what can you do? You know, can you still do it? And yeah. I don't know, like that's kind of a conflict. And my anger doesn't help that because then it makes me want to prove to myself and to them like I can still tear you up right now. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You know, there's a good <laughs> chance I can't. I don't know. Dude, you just got to be like me and just like. I never got fucked with in high school, man. I just like, I I don't know what I exuded, but I just like walked around. I'm a short guy, you know what I mean. I'm not a very intimidating guy. I just I, no, but not once throughout my whole life have I ever been fucked with at school or anything. I just walk around, and just like, yeah, motherfucker, I will shove a live raccoon up your ass. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a shit. Like, like I don't know. Maybe that's like, why I got bullied. Like, we'll both we'll both die. We'll both die right here. I don't care. Like, yeah, like see, I got bullied a lot when I was in when I was yeah, in high like, school I, and middle I school. I just approached I got bullied. in high school. You got bullied. Yeah, I didn't start doing MMA till I was like nineteen. But I, I mean, just approached like, all those situations. I never fought. Like, I, I never wanted to or fought anybody till you know, till then. I thought Maybe. bullying in high school was like like something before our generation. My high school experience was not like that at all. Mm. Oh, I got bullied. I mean, I guess I saw it. The generation, I should say, the, the freshmen, I think, that were there after me, um, that were like when I was a senior and like maybe the freshmen when I was a junior, so like two and three years behind me, those kids were fucks. But like yeah. the kids around me, we're not like that. Well, I mean, I had friends. So, uh, like, I'm not saying that everybody... Like, I was just no, a mean, loner. Like, my I had... class. Yeah. Well, and I had... And some of the people I knew who were cool with me were some of the popular kids because I wasn't part of the popular group, you know? Yeah. Uh, I was, like... I was, like, out of shape. Um, I had a horrible haircut. My dad would never let me grow my hair out, and I didn't like short hair at the time, so... I had this like weird Lloyd Christmas um, bowl cut going on. Oh, yeah. I was just like unattractive. I was out of shape. Like I said, you know, I just 
I wasn't cool. I didn't fit in. I, and I just did comedy. That's not, all I cared I'm about. I'm not saying so. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with ever getting bullied. I'm not saying that. There is I'm something wrong. People like, shouldn't get bullied. No, I will. I mean, as you somebody just who was look bullied, it's just like <laughs> telling a guy you know who says I, mean? I walked through high school like it was a breeze. It sucked. Yeah, it fucking sucked. Yeah. I'm. I, I'm sh- yeah, well, like it, I mean, it was I'm not. Sure it it was not fun, and it, it it tears apart your self confidence. And when I realized yeah. that, like it's part of why I got so heavy in, into MMA is is when I realized that nobody has to be able to push me around anymore. I put it to an extreme. That's why I went hard into like I want to do damage. If I'm in a fight with somebody, I'm I'm proving I am proving a point of like this is the last time you're ever going to be able to do this to somebody. I made a point of it yeah. because I had that pent up shit inside of me that was like I've been bullied long enough, it's my turn. And I didn't turn into a bully. I, it's not like I ran around, you know, picking on people, but at the same time I was just even more confident because now I would like run into people, you know, 2 or 3 years after high school and they would still look the same as they did in high school or worse, you know. And now I went from being fat and, and, you know, stupid haircut and just picked on all the time to I'm cut because I've been training six days a week and uh, and everything else. So it's just, you got to wrap up soon. Is that what that note was? Yeah. yeah. Just say it out loud. You don't have to type it to <laughs> us. I didn't want to, I didn't want to interrupt. No, you're it's, okay. I don't mind. I, I can speed up. My point, my point I'm getting at is that like being bullied sucked and it, it pushed me in a direction that I think ultimately kind of took away a little bit of who I was when I was bullied, you know? And that's, it's a big part of me that I want to get back, I guess. And that big part of me is probably what stifled my anger uh, that I now have now. I grew up around an angry person my whole life, and yet I wasn't ever angry. And then now that I'm an adult, what's different? You know, I have this major temper, but I'm not, I don't do the same shit or feel the same way as I did when I was younger, when I was surrounded by it. And I don't, I'm not surrounded by angry people. I've got a a wonderful wife and a, an amazing baby boy. They're not pissed off all the time. So why am I? And when I was surrounded by anger all the time, why wasn't I? Why wasn't I just flying off the handle with my dad? You know, just a couple of Tasmanian devils running around the house. I was calm as a cucumber. Dude, I was like I was like Dewey. I was just zen. I did not get angry. Nothing bothered me. <laughs> Everything was a joke. Everything was a joke. Which might be why. Maybe Maybe I coped with it by just doing comedy. And that's why I got into, you know, doing that stand-up shit and, and where I, I followed it. But uh, I don't know. It's why I told um, it's why I told Reese the other day, like, a big part of me wonders if I could get back into stand-up. And maybe that would be, you know, better for me is to start writing down some legit, you know, comedy and then, you know, testing it out. I don't know. I don't know. This this I podcast think, episode. I think I think my Freudian I think my Freudian answer would be if you were sitting on the couch right now, I'd be like, well, you learned how to react to those situations and those life situations from watching your father. So you might not have been angry at the time, but you learned how to react to those situations from watching. Yeah, you know, yada yada. That would be my that would be my couch answer. And I would agree because you know, I wasn't psychology. in those situations. Yes, my armchair psychology. Yeah. My my dad was in them. He was in the situations that I'm in now as an adult, which is why I said when yes. I didn't have responsibility, it was so much easier to not be angry. And now I yeah. have the same responsibilities that my dad had, and now I react in the same way he did. But I need to. Yeah, this I, is your brain. It's not an excuse. This is your brain it's saying, not an excuse yeah. to to be angry. I've been able to make it funny, and use my my anger as kind of a comedic thing. But when I'm truly angry, there's nothing funny about it. You know, it's 
it's it's dangerous for for me and for other people because you never know what could happen. You know, I could do something stupid or they could do something stupid. Tessa always said she was just waiting for the moment where it was going to either end up with somebody dying, getting hurt, or in jail. And uh, yeah. and that's a scary thing to hear your wife yeah. say to you is like she's numb to it to the point where she's just waiting for it to happen. And Jeez. like yeah. that's a dose of reality, right? Like that's yeah, yeah. That's, that makes you think like what the fuck am I doing? I need to mm. I need to fix this shit. I think we need to do more podcasts. I think so. It's talk therapy. Yeah. Well, that's why do you guys think I started mine? I didn't start I, I it just to ask, share it. I literally it was an anger management thing for me. That's that's honest to God. Hand to God. That's why I started it. I told yeah. Tessa it'd be a good way for me to get my shit out. I don't care if anybody listens to it. It's for me he doesn't lie. only. And then he doesn't lie to people. People did listen to it. And then also it was it was a way of me to try to experiment with, you know, can I can I still do comedy? Like that's why I, I started. I wanted an outlet. I wanted to try to say some funny shit, tell some stories, see if I was still still able to to make them kind of, you know, funny, even if they weren't, and then uh, and practice, you know, because it's been a yeah. it's been a long time. I haven't done comedy in a long ass time. So other than just you know trying to be funny around friends normally, but as far as like really doing comedy, it's it's totally different world doing that shit. I'm and, sure. Uh, anyways, you guys, all right, gentlemen, yeah, I gotta hit it. You guys are on it. the button. I know it. I think it's time. I gotta hit it. I'm not I gotta on the hit button. It. I got I more things am, to talk I about. But I know my my kid's go. freaking out. My kid's freaking out. I gotta. I feel bad. I've been like locked away, and I gotta go. We're I gotta go up. be. I gotta go be a good. Gotta go be a good dad here. Coming up on two hours here, so yeah, it was a all right, guys. Right around the time limit. All I right. Wanted. Well, this was a was waste of shit. time, guys. <laughs> it kind of was. Even, I kind of. I don't like. No. No way. I don't like that at all. I, I mean, think I think we I think we flushed out some fucking good yeah, topics but does filling like, out our guts seem like something interesting to people listening. Fuck to yeah, shit. it does. When I say waste of time, I mean this has been a waste of time. Like that's that's the end of the waste of time podcast. This I don't mean this is a waste of time. I, this is highly valuable for me. I think sorry this is about that. It is for you too. Right. Sorry about that. All right, guys. All right, I'm good. What a good waste. We're gonna call what a good waste it. Of time. We'll record an outro uh, and then attach it to this. So I'm gonna. I'm going to be saying we're going to record one, and then you'll hear the recorded one after. <laughs> <Yeah>. Genius. <laughs> Genius. We're going to walk you through Genius. it and hold your hand the whole way like you've never listened to somebody talk before. All right. Yeah. What did, what did we say last time? What? This has been a waste of time? This has been a waste of time. It has been a waste of time. Go fuck yourself. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was... A waste of time. What a great way to spend my time. This was a waste of time. Did we just completely waste everyone's time? It's my time. I'll do what I want with it. What a shit show. There's good content. I cannot think of anything better to do with my time. You know how much time we just wasted? That was short. We were only gone for a little bit. There's no other way I would like to use my time. <laughs>